It's Friday, December 15th, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, uh, here on another episode of our new awards season 2023 series with my co-host for this. It's Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. Let's go. Let's go. To the Oscars, everybody. It's the Oscars. And and to the other award shows. The Gotham Awards. Gotham Awards. The Indie Spirit Awards. Indie Spirit Awards. The the SAGs. Golden Globes. SAGs. BAFTAs. BAFTAs. We're going to be baffled by the BAFTAs this year. The New York Film Critics Association. LA Film Critics Association. People's Choice. Come on, that's the most important. Critics' Choice. We're going to talk about how the People's Choice was upended later this episode. I have no idea what you're talking about. I actually don't. Our our topic for the episode. Really? JFK. Really? (laughs) I was going to make it. The People's Choice was taken away from him. Oh, really? the, The people voted him into power. Oh, and they had their leader taken taken away that's under a coup d'état. Right. Let's let's save that for by later. the CIA. Okay, and the FBI wait a second. Joint Hold mission. on, Oliver Stone. Wait a second. I gotta take control of this episode. Come on now. Now open your eyes, Marcelo. <laughs> you saw the film. We this week we're focusing on the best film editing of 2023, uh, and also we saw the film that won the best film editing award. Uh, in 1991, JFK, Best Film Editing Winner at the Oscars. We saw the movie. We'll talk about it later. We'll, we'll really get into it, okay? Uh, uh, but first, who are we? That's on my notes here. We've got to introduce ourselves yet again. <clears throat> who are we? I'm Marcelo Pico. I love film. Siobhan, who are you? Um, I am <laughs> uh, Siobhan... <laughs> I uh, I love film. Okay, we both love film. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're 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 old podcasting friends. Yeah, we we are. I mean, podcasting friends means only when the mics are on are mm-hmm. we friends. Other than that, yes. I just pretend not to know you. We're here to talk about the awards. That's uh, it. I don't necessarily care how it relates to Marcelo's experience. I just want as a human. I just can't do this no. alone. No, you know? no, we we can't do this alone. No. I mean, I, I, I can try to do it alone. Like, imagine if I just recorded an episode by myself. just <laughs> Without telling me? <laughs> Without telling you. Hey, why haven't we it. done best visual effects yet? Uh, what's that? Hey, why haven't we done best actor yet, Marcelo? Well, I already did Oh, that. I did that. I recorded that two months ago. <laughs> and it's, it's it's coming out Friday, so. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I You know, if anything, I'm, I'm going to tell you this on mic, Siobhan. If anything, if for some reason... Uh, you have to bow out a week. Uh, I'll just I'll find a, a guest host, but only with the approval of you. Okay, I'm not gonna do anything okay. sly or sneaky and like record an episode behind your back. You know, I all, get to vet this host as well. You, you you get to vet the host is what I'm saying. Great. No Siobhan unapproved guest hosts on this show. Okay. Fantastic. You hear that, Matt Curione? You're not gonna be on this unless Siobhan says, "Hey, Matt's cool." Uh, you're on. Uh, you're under notice. Matt. <laughs> you're on. No, you're on notice, Matt Curione. And I know you don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding around. He's great. Uh, okay, that's so. That's who we are. 
segment done. You 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 got a glimpse of who we are through that back and forth. You know, sort of like a, a, a um, just to prove we're human, just to prove we're not AI. These are all coming from two human mouths. All right, next segment, the news. Yeah, we got a, got a glimpse at us, like the uh, like the people on the <clears throat> on the lawn. That, <laughs> all uh, right, a glimpse at the people shooting from behind. Okay, the fence. all right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just save that for twenty minutes into the episode. Uh, okay, the Golden Globes nominations. Actually, that happened this morning. This is we're recording Monday, the eleventh of December. Uh, I don't want to go to that yet. The L.A. Film Critics Awards. Um, that happened. That happened. Uh, just uh, yesterday. Uh, I also have other stuff. Yeah. Uh, are, are, you, are, you, are you setting it up top or are we going into the L.A. thing? Yeah, let's go. Let's do the L.A. thing first. We'll, we'll get into the Goldies here in a second. But the, real yeah. quick, the L.A. Film Critics Awards. And by the way, I, I should have mentioned this in the Who Are We um, segment of the show. Uh, if this is your first episode... Uh, th- this is a an instructional <laughs> tool. Yeah, this is an instructional tool. This is for education purposes only. Uh, use our critical analysis to further improve your Oscar pool chances. Okay, yes, Marcelo is an expert Oscar pool winner. He has won every single Talk Film Society one there is for the last. Eight nine years. That's you know, you're you're way off on the years there. I think I've I've I think 20, we've only done it four times, and I've five, uh, yeah four years. Yeah, but I mean, come on, I, it's 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 a small pool of people. Come on, you guys are losers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I I've done well. I'm not gonna say I'm the best. I'm I'm doing this too to also improve my chances. I could I could be shit next year, uh, uh for, for for the Oscars in in March of 2023. You know, I, I could lose for the first time. Twenty twenty four, of course. No, no, no I'm saying, mean? I'm saying. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I forgot what year it was for the Oscars for twenty twenty three, which take place in March twenty twenty four. I could lose. Okay, so I'm doing all this, and I hope you do. I, I hope you beat me. Okay, I hope so too. Here, here's what I want. All seriousness, Siobhan, I want you to take all this information we 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 expel here on the uh, on the show. Take all the information that we that we say here, use it against me, against your co-host, and see, beat me in the Oscar pool. See, I could be more analytical about things, but I always, but like I, I, I give way to my gut too often. I think is my problem. That's the thing. Or to my brain or heart or whatever. Lesson number one: remove your heart from the equation. That's yeah. That, yeah. that's what I always do when I pick my picks. And usually I'm right. Usually I'm like, okay, what's not my favorite? What is going to be the awards favorite? (laughs) The Oscars are a heartless event. Exactly. That's lesson number one. The Oscars have no heart. Okay. Do the LA film critics have heart? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Okay. Uh, There are a few of these. Do we want to go through all of them? Uh, I don't want to. The big ones. Let's go through the big ones. Best animated film or best animation, as they say. Uh, The Boy and the Heron. Runner-up, Robot Dreams. Have you heard of Robot Dreams, Siobhan? No. I've barely heard of it. Only in like the last few weeks. It's a neon 
uh, release. Um, and apparently it's good. I do not know where it is. I do not know where it lives. I do not know if it's going to be released near me. I just know Robot Dreams is supposed to be good. So that might be a, 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 a nominee for the Oscars. Boy in the Heron, you famously said last episode you refused to see it. Uh, Boy in the... I, I don't refuse. I think I just... It's just not going to happen. Not gonna I'm being happen. realistic. Okay, fair. Um, hopefully it gets a, a VOD release. Big hit at the BO. Box office, yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Siobhan. This is why you're here. This is why I can't do this alone. Number one at the box office, The Boy in the Heron. That is news. Okay, that's big. Uh, when's the last time that's First happened? First Miyazaki number one. Yeah, it's never uh, happened before. Highest grossing Miyazaki already, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also number three at the box office, uh, Godzilla minus one, which is which is wild. Um, and also Godzilla minus one, uh, uh, independent Japanese production, uh, Toho. Uh, so so two Japanese films in the top three at the box office. I and think two. Yeah. Wow. I think I think number two is Hunger Games, the hummingbird and the butterfly or whatever that's called. Um, By the way, I I did see that. I don't think I talked about it on this show. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't tell me. I I didn't like it. Uh, All right, moving on. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Best foreign language film, according to the L.A. film critics, Anatomy of a Fall. Good. Good. Uh, Best music score, The Zone of Interest, which has been picking up. Uh, acclaim as it goes through the season. I'm really excited to see it. I need to see it. I'm desperate to see it. Uh, my girlfriend and uh, former guest of this show, Elise, she saw it early. She saw it before me. Um, and she thought it was uh, amazing, uh, yet haunting, horrifying. Uh, I'm sure she'd be okay with me saying this. She could not sleep that night after she saw The Zone wow. of Interest. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, uh, you know, she might be a guest on the show to talk about it. We'll see. She might do a call in. Um, I'll talk to her about it. Her bed just wasn't comfy or. <laughs> yeah. She forgot to tell me that she, she didn't have a mattress that night. <laughs> so she just slept on the floor. <laughs> so she, uh, it was, it was a coincidence. Uh, best production design. Barbie. Hey. Uh, uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and also, hey, oh, hold on. Uh, I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, best cinematography, poor things, poor things. Um, uh, more like things we'll talk about in the next segment when we talk about mm. the things we've watched. I watched that, so I'll talk about it later. Marcelo saw poor things. Yeah. Um, by the way, runner-up Barbie and Killers of the Flower Moon, both uh, shot by Rodrigo. Pareto. Um, I, I, I mean, that man almost took home two awards, but he failed both times. Yeah, and then Robbie Ryan won for Poor Things. So take that, Rodrigo Pareto. It takes two Rodrigo Paretos to make one Robbie Ryan. <laughs> According to the LA Film Critics, best screenplay. Uh, this is just a combination. This includes adapted and original. All of Us Strangers. Which, uh, remember last episode, Siobhan, you were like, oh, it doesn't make sense that Oppenheimer and, um, like, Killers of the Flower Moon were in the lead because you thought, oh, a December movie might jump in and, and become the best picture winner. That's just usually what happens in my eyes. but or It could be. Brain. I don't know. That's not going to... Uh, an Andrew Haig film is not going to 
pop but, in and start beating everything. But this is a December movie that is seemingly, for me, kind of, coming out of nowhere. It's it's a late December release. I mean, sure, the critics have seen it. It was a festival, darling. But it's not coming out in theaters until late December. And, and I don't know, sure. it's, it's, it's a Searchlight movie. It's got the pedigree. Um, Andrew, who is it? Uh, I'm sure he's on this list. I, I say Hague. I'm not sure if that's exactly right. Andrew but, Scott, uh, the lead, is getting um, um, noticed. Uh, but anyway, keep an eye Paul, on... Paul Mescal is in that? Yeah, right? Paul Mescal, yeah. And Andrew Scott are getting attention. But yeah, all the strangers might be uh, uh, you know, creeping in, and who knows? It might get the Best Picture award. Don't ru- don't ruin anything out at this point, Siobhan, is what I'm saying. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. I'll, I'll probably cut this out. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, including Paul Giamatti going on a shooting spree. Anything can happen. <laughs> Supporting performances. Is that what happens in that movie? No. <laughs> no, I'm just saying in real life, Paul Giamatti could go on a shooting okay. spree, and that could significantically you know, change his... Uh, uh, you know, ruin his chances of getting an Oscar this year. <laughs> that, that hurt them for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> supporting performances: uh, Rachel McAdams and and Are You There? It's Me, God. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Are you there? It's me, God, <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that again. Supporting performances: Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And I guess this is this is a tie. Uh, the it's either the divine, which I think is wrong, or Devane, Joy Randolph in the holdovers, which we've talked about last episode. She's the front runner uh, in a lot of people's books, um, uh, so that's good to see her again here. I think she's great in the movie. Uh, we've talked about the holdovers last episode. Don't need to redo that conversation again. But Siobhan's not going to see it. And It'll be holding over through this award season, we both thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, runners-up, this might be controversial. Um, well, not controversial. Ryan Gosling is a runner-up uh, f- uh, from Barbie. And also, Lily Gladstone, they put in a runner-up as a supporting oh, is performance. Is it just uh, ungendered performance? Yeah, it's ungendered, yeah. So uh, everybody is up for supporting performance. But, I th- but, oh, wow. but the... Uh, Controversy here, in my book anyway, is Lily Gladstone in supporting. Uh, she's running for the lead performance, or the lead actress mm. category. Um, okay, lead performance wins Sandra Huller. I don't know how to pronounce her name, sorry. From Anatomy of a Fall and The Zone of Interest. And also, Emma Stone from Poor Things. So, they both won. A lot of ties in this. Come on, LA Film Wait, Critics. So she won for two movies? Plus yeah. Emma Stone won? Uh, Sandra Huller won for Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest, and Emma Stone just won for Poor Things. So that's three movies winning. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's L.A., okay? They can do whatever they do the things they differently they, down there. They do things different. And uh, and Best Director. Holy weird, right? Uh, I, you know, hey, that's what I've been saying for years. They got the clowns in Congress, and they got the weirdos in L.A. In LA. <laughs> Best director. Well, no, they got the weirdos in Austin, where you live. Oh yeah. Well, they they want to keep things weird. We're we're lacking weirdos here. <laughs> weirdos wanted is what the motto should be here in Austin. <laughs> best director, best picture, zone of interest. 
Um, so Zone of Interest wins big at the LA Film Critics Association Awards. Um, and going back to the topic of today, best editing, uh, the winner here was Anatomy of a Fall. That won Anatomy the best editing fall. award. All right, so those up. are the LA Film Critics. Uh, any thoughts? Runner up in the editing category. Oh, runner up. Okay, I was, I was. I well, it's it's the topic of the episode. I know. I I'm sorry. I moved away from the page, and now the page is. What was the best picture? The, the zone of interest. I said dire- director oh, right, 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 right. and picture went to zone of interest. So Jonathan Glazer, director, picture was zone of interest. The runner up for best editing at the LA Critics Awards. All of us strangers. Cool. Okay. All right. Uh, well, look out for those. Uh, thank you, LA Film Critics Association, for letting us read those. Thank you. Um, thank and you, now, LA. Uh, a pre-thank you to the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association for letting us read uh, the nominations for the Golden Globes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, yeah, I, I guess uh, uh, the Golden Globes have changed their ways. They've, they've r- removed oh, a lot sure. of people. Uh, they got rid of the bad apples. I'm sure. And hey, as we know in with history, when that happens, after that, it's always smooth sailing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, last year, we uh, refused to cover the Golden Globes whatsoever on this yeah. uh, award season uh, show. Uh, but this year, we have lost all of our morals. We don't okay. care. Uh, yeah. We want to talk more goldens more golden awards yeah and and also they they're moving the telecast um i think it's going to be on cbs this year uh it's it was on nbc for the longest time oh, that'll change things up yeah uh at least i th- I, th- I read that somewhere that may not be true but uh, uh oh yeah no it's, it's, it's is really going to kick them into shape sorry it says right here the ceremony will take place on january 7th uh, and we'll be broadcast live on CBS. Uh, all right, let's go through the nominees for the GGs this year. Uh, I, I scrolled all the way to the bottom. Uh, here we go. The Cinematic and Box Office Achievement nominees. What? <laughs> yes. There's a category called Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. This wasn't a joke? So somebody posted that in the... Talk Film Society uh, Discord, talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord. I thought that was a joke. No, this is very serious. This is on Variety's breakdown of the nominees. Me? I'm very serious. Okay. The nominees for cinematic and box office achie- <laughs> achievement are Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, <laughs> The Super Mario Brothers Movie, Spider-Man Across the Universe, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, John Wick Chapter 4, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Barbie. So just removing all pretense, like just just behind the curtain, what this is all about. Yeah, that's great. That's just like when the Oscars tried to do the fan favorite moment or whatever and gave actual Oscars to just uh, Justice League for entering the Speed Force. Now, my question is, and I'm not going to look into this, are these the act... Uh, I mean... For one, Dead Reckoning Part One, uh, people were saying it was a it was it was a bomb or it didn't make enough money. Like that's what I kept reading in the trades. Well, you gotta think of the other half, Marcella, the cinematic achievement. <sighs> what does that even mean? Cinematic <laughs> and box office achievement. What? 
<laughs> so if it, so, if we're going by box office achievement, it'd be Barbie because it's the number one movie of the year. Yeah, and then right? Oppenheimer, and then Oppen. Uh, I guess Oppenheimer. I again, I don't want to look into the chart. I don't want to. Uh, whatever. Guardians. Guardians. I guess is up there. Taylor Swift made uh, uh, a good amount of money, but I don't think it was like a top ten hit of the year. Yeah. Anyway, this is weird. This weird category, but it, it's it's what you said, Siobhan. It's just they're trying to just. Just be more populist here. Yeah. Whatever. Best motion picture animated. The Boy and the Heron. Elemental. Spider-Man Across the Universe. Super Mario Brothers movie. Suzumi? How do you say that? Su- Suzumi? And Wish. It seems like the top three there are uh, Boy and the Heron, um, Elemental. Spider-Verse, and uh, Mario, I think. Oh, the top three, what, you mean, like, contenders? Contenders, yeah. Like, the other two aren't. Or three, but uh, the but it feels like those three are the ones that, like, have chances. I wonder how Mario does, honestly. I, I, I don't think Mario will get... Uh, it'll probably, you know... If, if, if you were to rank this... And I haven't seen Elemental, but I, I've heard it's good. But number one, I'd say The Boy and the Heron. Number two, Spider-Man Across the Universe. And then number three, Elemental. Number four, Super Mario. Um, hmm. I keep hearing Wish is terrible, uh, and I'm not too sure about Suzemi because I can't pronounce it. Uh, but I've, I've, I, I have heard it's good. Um, so, you know, let's not count that out. But I don't know. I think it's The Boy and the Heron and Spider-Man Across the Universe that are, you know, vying for that award. I, I don't know. Probably realistically, Spider-Verse. I, I, I typically... As, uh, Ghibli movies get nominated, but they don't typically win. Sometimes they win. I think Miyazaki has won two so far. Yeah, has he? And those are like ones he's directed, or Ghibli have won two? Uh, I think Spirited Miyazaki himself. Won, right? uh, I think Miyazaki himself won. I can look that up. That's something worth looking up. Finally, something worth picking up my phone for. It'd be weird and kind of fun if Mario got something. Maybe like uh, Charlie Day, best supporting actor. <laughs> Well, we'll talk more about what it could get uh, later on. Hmm. Uh, let's 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 keep moving. So, oh, and by the way, Miyazaki has won one Oscar. Okay, for Spirited Away, probably. Spirited Away won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Yeah, and he was yeah. the director of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's keep moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Hey. I literally just said we'll see uh, what other categories Super Mario Brothers movie you know comes in at, and hey, Production here's design. one: best original song, uh, the Mario song. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bowser sings to Mario or whatever. Yeah. Peaches by Jack Black. Peaches yeah. and everybody else. So that got that'd nominated. be great at the Oscars, uh, being played in between like two. Like, like civil rights songs. <laughs> well, uh, one of those civil rights songs is Road to Freedom from the movie Rustin by Lenny Kravitz. That's nominated here for Best Original mm-hmm. Song, Golden Globes. Uh, she Came to Me uh, from Addicted to Romance, a movie I don't I don't know anything about. Uh, but hey, this is by Bruce Springsteen and Patty Scalafia. Does he have his Oscar yet? He's got to go for the EGOT. He does have an Oscar. He he has uh, okay, an Oscar for uh, the song from Philadelphia. Oh, right, right, right. And what else is nominated? Three Barbie songs. Three Barbie Three songs. Three Barbies. Wow. Yeah. It's a, hmm. 
Well, mm, the Billie Eilish one. Yes. Um, and then two more. <laughs> uh, I'm just Ken. And I'm just Ken, yeah. Uh, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. Sure. Okay. All right. You. Uh, yeah. All right. So that was the best, best original song. We got we got to speed through this. I I don't want this to be another two and a half hour episode. By the way. I want. I want to. I want to make That's this like too bad, buddy. <laughs> okay. Uh, best picture, Golden Globes nominees. <laughs> Just straight to best picture. No, 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 no. Sorry, non English language. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip over twenty categories. Just go best picture. <laughs> Made sure to hit best original song. <laughs> non English language best picture: Anatomy of a Fall, Fallen Leaves. Uh, e- uh, Io Capitano. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. It's from Italy, so uh, Io, Io Capitano. Past Lives, Society of the Snow, The Zone of Interest. Which I guess is weird because non-English language film, and here Zone of Interest. Next to it, it says United Kingdom, and also next to Past Lives, it says United States. Weird well, it's about a German soldier, right? So it's yeah. probably in German. But Past Lives, which is a movie I love, and I'm glad it's getting awards nominations, it's it's set in mostly in, in America, and a lot of English yeah. is said, but sure, there are some foreign language scenes, Some, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's not for us to decide. Golden Globes are weird. Best Supporting Actress. Hey, we just did this last episode. Nominees. Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer. Daniel Brooks, Color Purple. Jodie Foster, Nyad. By the way, I, I wrote myself a note. Nyad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember last episode, I was like, hey, Nyad, the, the, the real-life figure that this movie's based on, um, said some controversial things about uh, trans yeah. athletes. Um, she mm-hmm. has since backed off of that and has corrected course. Just literally, I think the day before we recorded last week's episode, um, I, I, I mean, good for her. She's she's now saying, you know, uh, we must support all of them because uh, before that, she said what you think she'd say when when it comes to trans athletes um, in women's sports, but now she's like, oh no 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 no, uh, you know, I was wrong, um, which is good for her. People are mad. Yeah, good for her, but also. You know, it's it's uh, is getting some awards attention, so may not want to you know start some shit. So yeah, um, yeah, don't yeah. want yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh no, my my film could win. Uh, uh, yeah, I take it back. Yeah, but also good for her. Yeah, you know, either way, okay, come on. Uh, and by the way, this podcast also supports all of them. <laughs> uh, just to make <laughs> that people, perfectly clear. <laughs> the people in Nyad. <laughs> yes, the cast and crew of Nyad. <laughs> Uh, Jodie Foster, Nyad, nominated. Julianne Moore, May, December, nominated. Rosamond mm. Pike, Saltburn, and Devane Joy Randolph in the holdovers. <clears throat> uh, good, good list. And any thoughts on that list, Siobhan? Uh, no. All right, moving on. Best supporting actor. Now, now these aren't split because like the, the the Golden Globe splits these into. Uh, comedy and drama later on, but these supporting actor categories are just all, you yeah. know, all together. So, Willem Dafoe, Poor Things, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, 
Charles Melton May December, and Mark Ruffalo Poor Things. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is good in Poor Things. I came out of came out of Poor Things saying Willem Dafoe is better. I think Willem Dafoe, if anybody is going to win an award for Poor Things, it's going to be him. Everybody always looks over Willem Dafoe. They do. And I don't think anybody's ever said this, but Willem Dafoe more like Willem the friend. <laughs> he should he should be like racking up nominations left and right. He should be the he should be the male Meryl Streep. He should. Honest to God, he should be. He should have like at least two Oscars. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't ask me for what movies. Uh, okay, a uh, 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 Flora Project, Spider Man, and Spider Man, Spider Man, and the Florida Project. Two Oscars <laughs> done. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Nicolas Cage, Dream Scenario. Timothy Chalamet, Wonka. Matt Damon, Air. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. Joaquin Phoenix, Bo is Afraid. And Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. Matt Damon, Air. I mean, last episode we said, hey, you know, Air. Uh, 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 where's that in the Oscar race, in the awards race this season? And lo and behold... Here comes air to nowhere. I ain't mad about it. Uh, but you know who I like more? Who? That friend of Matt's. That famous friend of Matt Damon. Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. But he's not the lead. I mean, we're talking lead performance. Well, you went through the supporting category already. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying Ben should have been in there in a supporting actor. If anybody. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt Damon. If anybody should have been nominated, it should have been him. Well, you also shouted out Viola Davis in Air. I did. But you, you don't want to give her the credit here? No, it's not an awards-worthy performance. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I should <laughs> like state ben on... Netflix. I sh- Okay. <laughs> I should state on record that Matt Damon in Air is doesn't really... He's good. It, it doesn't do it for me. It's just... He's, he's good. Yeah. He's been interesting in other movies. He's been more interesting in The Last Duel. Oh, he's way more interesting in The Last Duel. Are you kidding me? The Martian he's even more interesting in. Sure. But Matt Damon Air, get out of here. We're not going to see eye to eye here, Siobhan. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound like we're that far off. <laughs> uh. Best performance by an actress in comedy musical. Fantasia Barrino for the color purple. The color purple. That's hard to say for me. Oh, is that the Fantasia, the singer? Is yeah, Fantasia. Right? She's uh, back. Yeah. From, from American Idol. Fantasia, she's back. Wow. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Natalie Portman, May, December. Uh, Alma Poyetsky from Fallen Leaves, a movie I also saw uh, this past weekend. Good. Good movie. I'm glad she got a nod here. Margot Robbie, Barbie, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Those are the lead actresses in musical or comedy. It's hard for me to call Natalie Portman the lead of May, December. Which is, uh, you know, if if your letterbox is to be believed, unless you're just lying about the movies you watched. Uh, Siobhan, you saw that recently, right? May, December. I did see May, December recently, yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about it later. I'd call them both supporting. It's hard to call one. Yeah, well, lead. Uh, I made this argument, or I brought it up last episode too. To me, they're both leads. Like they, it's a co-lead role. Leads. Yeah, I think no leads. I think I think it's a three supporter movie. How does that even work? You can't you can't have no leads in a movie. Sure, you can, unless you're in a Robert Altman movie. 
Exactly. It, it happens. It, it's possible. I see your point, though, but uh, I, I uh, sometimes I got to go, okay, fine. Your, your weird category placements, I'll follow yeah, the rules here. Whatever. Ultimately, yeah. whatever. But It's ultimately whatever. Exactly. This whole thing, ultimately awards season 2023, whatever. Ultimately. <laughs> Who gives a shit about this stuff? <laughs> so, director next? No, we got a few more to go. Uh, best, unless I can, I can skip all this and just go straight to director. I can't um, think of anything else. There are at least four more. <laughs> really? Yeah, best performance There's by two an best act- pictures. Well, we we, we got through, we got to go through the drama. Uh, best performance by an actress oh, in a oh, drama. I this happened. Sorry. Yeah, lead actress. Oh yeah, May December's a com- yeah. Of course, I was laughing my ass off throughout that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, or as Emma Stone would say, Maestro. Sandra Huller. Anatomy of a Fall, Annette Benning, Nyad, Greta Lee, Past Lives, and Kaylee Spani, Spani? Priscilla, lead actress drama. So Gladstone here is in the lead actress category. How do you like that Priscilla? How do you like that lady that played Priscilla Presley? She's very good. Uh, I, I, I might give her a shout out when we eventually do lead actress category. Uh, but it's it, it it shows her life from you know being a teenager. I think she was fifteen when she met Elvis. Uh, so we see her from then through I think her uh, late twenties, early thirties when she leaves Elvis, and she's phenomenal in conveying the adolescence through forced adulthood that's you know placed on her. Um, so I think she's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll talk more, but I mean, uh, uh, editor's note, just copy this and just paste it in the lead actress performance, uh, <laughs> episode, which we'll do later. That's basically what I'm going to say. Um, but yeah. Okay. Also past lives. Shout out to Greta Lee. I said that earlier past lives. I love that movie. I'm glad, um, it's getting attention. Okay. Best lead performance by actor and actor in a drama. Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo, Rustin, Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers. And this is surprising to me. Barry Keegan for Saltburn. Killian. Killian and Barry. <laughs> Finally together. My boys. My Irish boys. In one category. Aren't you excited, Siobhan? Are you going to tune into the... Uh, to, the, to the CBS telecast of the Golden Globes. Um, <laughs> should damn damn sh- if sh- I should we do a live commentary? Should we do a live commentary? A live commentary uh, of the Golden Globes. Would I do it? Yeah. <laughs> should we do it? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm sorry I put that out there into the universe. Now we have to do it. <laughs> uh, screenplay. Barbie, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, any Anything pop out there for you, Siobhan? Not at all. You went through them too fast. Okay, let's move on. Best Director, Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Greta Gerwig, Barbie, wow. Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, Chris Nolan, Oppenheimer, Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon, and hey, 
Celine Song, Past Lives. Bradley Cooper. Interesting. It is interesting. I'm that I, I am in, I am definitely intre- uh, fascinated by Maestro. Uh, I'm not ex- like I love 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 Once Upon a one, <laughs> uh, uh, Once Upon a Time the two people fell in love. Well, I can't think of the name of the movie actually. Born a Star. Born a Star is born. <laughs> uh, uh, I loved Born a Star. It's literally one of my favorite movies. And so, like, I'm curious. I'll watch it, but I'm not super excited. Uh, but, like, he brought a lot of fantastic, interesting directorial um, choices into uh, Born a Star. And I, 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 I believe he could do it again. Fingers crossed. In Maestro. Is Maestro in black and white? Uh, half and half. Uh, there's some black and white. There's some color. Um, now I uh, this is playing in town here in Austin. I don't know if I'm gonna have a chance to see it this week. I don't know for how long it's gonna run for. I hate Netflix. Uh, it's a Netflix movie, by the way, uh, uh, Maestro. If you don't know, I guess I'll be like one of the fucking normies and watch this at home if it comes on Netflix. And I'm and I haven't seen it by then, so Maestro. I'll begrudgingly see it at home, I guess. That's my review. Uh, all right. You ready for the best pictures, Siobhan? The big ones. All right. Best picture, comedy or musical? Barbie. Poor Things. American Fiction. The Holdovers. May, December. And Air. Wow. <clears throat> the little movie. That could. It's air. That's the big surprise for me here. The little movie that aired. The little Amazon movie that came out in the summer and stole the hearts and minds of America. Directed by a man that has won Best Picture before. uh, Probably multiple times. Uh, How can they make a movie of shoes is what people said. that's, That's what I said. Yeah. How can they turn shoes into an art I was expecting to walk in there and just see two hours of just shoes being animated on screen. With like yeah, I thought it was over. an animated movie. Yeah, just about shoes. Until like halfway through, and I was like, "Wait, these these people look so too real. This can't be, this can't be right." And then I looked it up, and it did. I'll be damned. <laughs> Best wasn't. motion picture drama. Super Mario Bros. movie. Oppenheimer. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a Fall. Wow. What do we think about the GGs? Uh, I, don't, I don't care. You don't care? All right, that was all on. very boring to me. Like I, I, nothing excites you. Nothing. Nothing. Not, nothing nothing gets your goat. There was nothing that I was like, oh, yes. No. Well, it it should be noted you have yet to see ninety nine percent of the films. <laughs> I I I really want you one day to see Oppenheimer um, because I think I think it's a good movie. And sorry to say to some people, um, but uh, it's 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 stuck in my head, Oppenheimer, and it, 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 I need to rewatch it here at home, and it may creep up on my list. And I may be rooting for it to win best film, best picture at the Oscars. Um, 
uh, again, I apologize to to people who have told, oh yeah, Oppenheimer's fine. It's fine. It's it's not my pick because I, I may have to change course. I, I I I think it might it might deserve the big boy. You did some research and you found out that stuff was all real. I was like I was like okay fine. This is just like Inception. Chris Nolan, you know, he, 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 you know, he writes a good story. You know, pretty, pretty unbelievable though that America could just build one of the most you know destructive <laughs> weapons of all time that kills hundreds of thousands of people. You know, at once. No way. And then I open up my history book and I go, wait a second. Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah. Watch Oppenheimer is what I'm trying to say, Siobhan. Okay. All right. So I don't need to be told to watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> if I get the opportunity, I'm going to watch it. Okay. I promise you. And then maybe you'll change your tune there and get excited about this season. Well, look, I'm excited. It's I think it's cool that Christopher Nolan like has a serious chance this year, like more serious than he has in his career, at least since Interstellar. And uh, I am over the moon excited that Kelly Murphy is likely to win Best Actor. I think that's cool as shit. I love the man. Yeah, he's in the running. I, I, uh, top pick for some people. For me, is I Emily think. Blunt nominated in the Best Supporting? I already closed the the, the thing. Right. Uh, uh, so. but, but she was actually. I, I I if I remember correctly, she was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Supporting. Yes. And she's married to John Krasinski, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, who plays uh, a member of the CIA um, in a show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're about to talk about uh, the CIA here. After this segment, because we're going to quickly talk about what we've watched. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, what have I watched, you say? Yeah, hey, uh, Siobhan, what have you been watching over there? Uh, what have I been watching over here? I watched um, a movie we'll be talking about in a bit. So shut up your um, mouth and talk about something else. And then the other movie that I watched this week, the one other movie, <laughs> was May December. Hey! Wow. Uh, Oscars contender. Uh, Discussed about last week, Marcelo nominated or gave Julianne Moore the one of his favorite performancing, supporting performances of the year. Number one supporting performance of the year in in my book. She was your number one. Actress, yeah. Julianne Moore. Um, I liked her too. But uh, (laughs) yeah, the film's really good. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't super, I haven't super jived with, uh, Todd Haynes in the past. Um, uh, this one I did more than most, uh, and we're a good movie. Good movie. Is, you know, it's kind of, uh, cool. <laughs> now, uh, uh, one thing I mentioned last episode is people are going to shit their pants when they wake up Monday morning and realize that Netflix put May December in the comedy category at the Golden Globes. Now, how hard did you laugh watching uh, May December, Siobhan? Oh, I was I was buckled over. <laughs> I was buckled over, crying my eyes out, laughing. Better than no hard feelings. Better than um, Stray Dogs. That one. Any movie. comedy of the last twenty years. Yeah. Uh. uh Move over, knocked up, May December. Oh, yeah, knocked up's another one I put on if I just want to fucking laugh my ass <laughs> off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> best comedy since Knocked Up. Uh, 
<laughs> well, it's a funny movie. It is a funny movie. It is no, it is, of, it is funny. It there is. are a lot of comedic moments in it, uh, a lot of dark humor in it, but is it a comedy movie at its core? Uh, I question that. Um, and I ultimately come to the consent to the answer of no, but, um, yeah, it is very funny. It is very funny. I'm yeah, um, saying very is weird, but it, it, it's lightly funny often. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's, I'll say it's very funny, uh, at rare times in the movie. It's, it's, it's not like the humor carries throughout the whole thing. Cause it becomes an immensely serious, heavy movie at times, but then it becomes also very like, uh, uh, questionable in what you're watching. Like what's, what's, what's happening here? It it's, there's a lot of feelings you know, going yeah. around in that movie. Yeah. It, it is a complex movie. It, complex. It, is it, good it, it's not, it's not any one thing. I don't think. Right. Which, um, Todd Haynes well, makes it flow and ebb and flow in a really interesting way. Uh, it does uh, bounce around a lot. Um, Let me ask you this before we move on, because I'm sure we'll talk about this movie um, from our perspectives in the in the in the weeks to come. But what do you think of Charles Melton in the role that he plays? Uh, he was uh, he was the husband. Yes, he was the husband. Yeah, I, I loved him honestly. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, of the three performances, he's the one I'd go to bat for the most. Yeah, um, his character is very. Uh, uh, intra- uh, tragic and interesting. Uh, uh, they they explore him very well, like what a person who went through that and is at a point in his life where he's barely older than his uh, teenage kids. Uh, yeah, what he's going through. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's he's it's, it's really complex and cool. Like I, I do like it a lot. Yeah, it's 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 a heartbreaking performance, but also. Again, it's like tragically funny at times. Yes, it is. It uh, is. It very much is. There's there's a scene, and this is not a spoiler, and also go watch the movie. It's on Netflix if you have Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, find another way to watch it. I don't care. Um, one where he's smoking pot with his son. Yeah, that scene. Roof. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's eye-opening because it, it, it encapsulates how closed off this character is from life because of what happened to him. Yeah. Um, and and then that final scene where he confronts Julianne Moore, it's like that's also just a reminder of just how sinister this whole situation is, and ugh, it's brutal. But he is he's he's phenomenal. He's 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 hey, spoiler alert! I'm gonna tip my hat. Here's another Marcelo tip of the hat moment. Uh, he's gonna be my number one supporting actor of the year. Um, uh, he's he's got a good chance of being mine too. Yeah, uh, the, but, the metaphor of the butterflies throughout. Love. Yeah. It's again. I I think like some of it is um like maybe on the nose is is the right it word. It is on the nose. Heavy but handed, but like no, but it's well. good. It's done well. Exactly. God. Oh. I yeah. I, I like the movie a lot. Um. May December. I'm glad you watched it. Uh. Okay. Happy to. Is is it my turn yet? Can I can I say one? Please. Anything you watch this week, Marcel? Okay. What have what is it that you have been watching? I watched one big contender, finally, crossed it off the list. I saw Poor Things. Poor uh, Things. Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things, nominated for Golden Globe for Best Comedy Film, Emma Stone, Best uh, Comedic Actress, uh, Best Director, Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, what, what, what the fuck did you think of it? <laughs> 
Uh, I know everybody's been, been waiting on pins and needles for my uh, reaction to this. Uh, I say it's good. Okay, you, you say that. How's your reaction to past Yorgoth Lanthimos works? I, f- I feel like you've generally dug them a lot. Like I, I, I seem to remember you liking the favorite quite a bit. Okay, so I'm going to pull up uh, Mr. Lanthimos's... Got the lobster. Filmography. Um, I, I, I'll tell you which ones I loved. So, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Here we go. Let's go through them. Um, the Lobster. Loved it. Uh, so good. The Favorite. Thought it was good. Not my okay. favorite, though. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. This, I think, is still my favorite. He's done. I, I love it. I think about it every, every so often. About how fucked up the ending is. Holy shit. I love The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Dogtooth. I love... It's... it's it was it was um, it's a good entry point I think to his mindset. I think it's you know, early. Honestly, that's something I might have needed because when I saw the favorite, I think I just did not understand anything that I was seeing. Yeah, um, not that I didn't get like the the uh, bourgeoisie and all that shit, but like I just like his filmmaking style was it felt so specific. That's still the only thing I've ever seen of his, and it kind of put me off. I like the favorite a lot, but to me. What screams more like his style is basically everything else he's done that I've seen, like uh, uh, Dogtooth, Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, and now Poor Things. Well, Poor Things leans more towards the favorites than his other work. So, it, my my recommendation to you, Siobhan, is seek out uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dogtooth, The Lobster. If those aren't your bag, then just then you're lost. Then you're not a, a Lanthimos fan. But I think you have potential. I think he is one of our best directors working today, and he proves that with the movie The Poor Things. That's a good transition. Um, it's, it's 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 weird. Uh, he's got the money now to just create this huge, wild, crazy world that Poor Things is set in, which is like kind of futuristic. Uh, uh, what's it's like steampunk in a weird way, but in a good way. Uh, like the the production design is off the charts. Uh, uh, just so inventive. The creature design is inventive. The practical effect, the the practical effects are 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 great. Like all those little details are excellent. Like he's at the top of his game with that stuff. The visual style. Like all those wide-angle lenses, the fisheye lenses in the favorites, he just—that's just seventy percent of poor things. It's just him doing that stuff uh, oh. again. Oh. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, sure. If you didn't like it there, yeah, you're gonna get a lot more of that in poor things. So I, I, I like it. I, I, I do like that weird lens that he uses for for you know those fisheye things. Anyway, beyond that. God, the characters in it are hilarious. I think they're as hilarious as um, anything he's done in like, The Favorites or The Lobster. Um, Killing of a Sacred Deer, not as funny as The Lobster or The Favorite, but anyway, it, 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 Poor Things has the sort of sinister undertone that his other films uh, have to. Um, and last thing I'll say, because again, I think this will be another movie I'll talk about uh, as the season progresses, but Emma Stone, amazing. Uh, everybody's been saying she's the best of the year. She's amazing. Her best work. I don't know. I I still think maybe her best work for me is something else. Uh, don't ask me what it is because I'm not gonna tell you. But she's very. She's still very good in poor things. She gives a hell of a performance. It's it's. There's a lot going on there. 
without giving away too much, but uh, she does the work. She deserves all the praise she's getting. So, yeah, it's uh, Poor Things is a huge recommend for me. So seek it out. Uh, Siobhan, whenever you can, folks, that, folks listening, whenever you can, seek out Poor Things. It is one of the best of the year. <clears throat> the end. Yeah, I think I'll try to watch something else of his first. I am yeah. definitely not going to go straight to Poor Things. I think I'll... I'll try killing because it's yeah. got Barry Keegan in it. I think I think Maybe. killing of a sacred deer is is on a lot of streaming services right now. Last I checked, yeah, it's on uh, Netflix and Plat uh, uh, Paramount. Yeah, uh, I'd say go for that and the lobster because I think the lobster is also uh, so damn good. Uh, again, he's a good he's a good film director in my book. Do you I recommend know... either service to watch it on uh, Netflix or Paramount? Uh, for killing of a sacred deer, yeah, I'd say watch it on paramount i don't know i, I was thinking that too yeah i i, I kind of like the paramount streaming service more than netflix uh i couldn't tell you why maybe because paramount is an actual movie studio and netflix pretends to be one um, oh shit <laughs> anyway that's my hot take uh for today uh i want to get one hot take a day all right next up on the podcast film editing that's our main topic. We're an hour in. We finally got to the main topic. Yes. Let's wrap this up in 20 minutes. Here we go. Excited to do it. <laughs> Excited to... Uh, you, should, you should go to the editing board on this damn thing. <laughs> I will. I'll be, I'll be a regular... Uh, 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 wait, I don't know who won. <laughs> Guy who won for Guy JFK. Guy who won for JFK. <laughs> a thing we should know right off the bat. Uh, does, uh, Ollie make, does Ollie edit his own films? I wouldn't no, be no, no, no. Uh, uh, I should be... Uh, 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 Pietro Scalia and Joe Hutsching and and edit this episode like they did JFK. Those two people. Good for them for winning the... Had a lot of suspenseful music under it. Alright, so let's go back. And we, we do this every episode now. Uh, we, we let's pick, go back to 1960 whatever. And then let's flash forward to 1991 when JFK was released. <laughs> Uh, the past is prologue, as the film tells us. Uh, JFK released in the year 1991. It was up for I think I think 63. Uh, yeah, you should know this. We should both know actually. This. Yeah, that that TV show about I watched it. It's called 112263. I think. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, uh, good for good for you for remembering when JFK was shot. Uh, so Oliver Stone. It's an Oliver Stone picture, uh, released December 20th, 1991. Eight Academy Award nominations, two wins, one for cinematography, one for best film editing. Wow. Uh, Let's go back to that ceremony real quick. Let's go through some of the categories. Uh, uh, Do you have any of this information pulled up, Siobhan? Nope. Okay. I know know the other nominees in the best editing cat, but that's all I got. So uh, 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 we're doing this every episode now. I'm going to quiz you. Best Picture, 1991. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a hint, or I'll just give you one. JFK was nominated for Best Picture, so that's one. <laughs> that was a hint? Yeah. So For what one? Okay. So now, can you guess what one or what other movies uh, were nominated for Best Picture? Nope. That's too late. That's 1993, I think. Mm-hmm. But you're you're thinking along the right tracks, though. I'll give you that hint. Uh, the Philadelphia. English patient? No, that's like 95. No. 
The Chariots of Fire? No, that's too early. That's like the early 80s. Uh, okay, again, think back to Philadelphia. That's think a big back hint. to the year 1991. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> think of Philadelphia. Think back to Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia, cream cheese. Uh, Who directed Philadelphia? Who directed Philadelphia? Uh, it's like pulling teeth. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Um, Silence um, of the Lambs won Best Picture. You got it. Wait, that was 91? Yeah, oh, that was 91. That, that feels later to me. I mean, technically, it won the award in 1992 in March, but yeah, it was released in 91, won the Best Picture Award. Uh, uh, fellow nominees, Beauty and the Beast, Bugsy, and the Prince of Tides. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it was it was the Silence of the Lambs year, so uh, Lambs got Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, uh, Jonathan Demme, Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster... Best Supporting Actor, hey, Jack Palance, one for City Slickers. City Slickers. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Mercedes Rule for The Fisher King. Uh, Thumb and Louise won for Best uh, Original Screenplay. Sons of the Lambs won for Adapted Screenplay. And so on and so forth. Uh, I'll read through the, no- the uh, nominations for JFK. JFK got nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, can you guess which supporting actor from JFK was nominated? Best supporting actor? Uh, yeah. Donald Sutherland. Nope. Wow. Uh, shit. This one's kind of surprising because um, I would Tom not... Lee Jones? Yeah. Lee Jones. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'd call Lee Jones the best supporting actor in this movie. No, I, I would say Donald Sutherland. <laughs> or, yeah. or maybe like Michael Rooker or yeah. that other guy that I didn't recognize that is with him all the time. There are so many great supporting actors. Uh, Tommy Jones is one of them, I guess. Um, nominated for Best uh, best Adapted Screenplay. Like I said, one for cinematography, one for editing. Nominated for Original Score by John Williams. And Best Sound. So there we go. Those are the bona fides for JFK. Uh, the movie itself. What do we think? We I... I Saw this uh, years ago for the first time, like I'd say 15 years ago. I thought it was a good movie. I saw it again uh, over the course of three nights, or three days, I should say. (laughs) I didn't have time to sit down and watch all three hours, so I split this up. Uh, And uh, came out of it today thinking, hey, this movie's pretty good. Uh, It's better than I remember. It's well edited. Uh, astonishingly, astonishingly edited, I think, for as much information that's in here and for yeah, what it tries to do. A, that's a great award for it to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, we'll get into the actual movie itself, but that's my general thought. Siobhan, your thoughts on JFK? Um, I had never seen this before. I uh, started with the... Uh because it is what I had in my Oliver Stone collection box set. Um, I watched uh, the director's cut, which I believe is three hours and 25 minutes. Like 17 more minutes than the theatrical cut? 17 more minutes of hard-hitting action. (laughs) And I I loved it. I was uh, engrossed uh, the entire time. Um, uh, Just very, very exciting uh, paranoia, conspiracy shit. Um, and uh, you know it's and it's that added 
benefit of like being, you know, all basically real. Uh, <laughs> no, well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into it. No, it's all real. <laughs> we'll get uh, into it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got notes. I got notes. Yeah, cool ass fucking movie. I think. Um, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin Costner. Oh my god. Oh my god. How do you carry a movie like that? I uh, mean, talk about carrying a movie, and you talk and you talk about making a movie uh, be g- good as well. John Williams. Holy shit, that score is amazing. the The movie does this amazing thing constantly, where like every every time the movie does this, this is ninety percent of the movie scenes where uh, the mu- the music goes dinner and. Oh, so get this, Chief. Uh, we discovered something else. <laughs> and, and then that, and then you get like a fifteen-minute scene uh, running down uh, some new factual information, some new fact that they found that they uncovered, uh, and it's just all so it's just all so exciting. Maybe in, kind of in the same way that in all the President's Men is, uh, yeah, yeah, but a, but a lot more overblown than that film is, um, and, and and purposefully so. It, I think it's supposed to be very much in your face, and and going back yeah. to. Going back to that John Williams score, and I don't mean to derail you, but I have to point this out. I, I think that theme has been used in like trailers or maybe other movies, or at least like that. Uh, this particular thing stuck out for me. I'm like, oh, I've heard this for years after this movie. It's it's this. It goes whatever that is. Yeah, it's like it's like a stick on a block. So good mm-hmm. good job, John Williams, for that simple little thing that's. Uh, uh, just underscores like twenty minutes of monologues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a really eye-opening film. I mean, I I understand Kevin Costner's conviction. I mean, if we the character I mean, to, to to grow up in a world where we can't believe in democracy, I, I'd rather be gunned down in the street like a fucking dog. <laughs> Marcella. Which I think is what he says at the end in his final monologue. <laughs> it's like, I'd rather be gunned down the street like a dog. Then he looks into the camera. <laughs> it's up to you now. It's, it's you, the people. But I love, okay. Oh, I also love, uh, I don't know, yeah. this can't be in the theatrical cut. I imagine this is in the director's cut because it came later. But um, um, there's a little note at the end that says, that's Oliver Stone patting himself on the back saying, because of this film, uh, uh, the U.S. Um, has agreed to put out more documents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, an addition to the director's cuts, um, wh- which is true. That's one of the true things that this movie uh, says is that yeah, uh, 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 I think uh, uh, as of like 2017, they're still releasing these documents because of this movie, because of JFK. Yeah, I, um, and that's that is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what do you believe the government for? Uh, and uh, the, the uh, they're putting out uh, falsified documents. The, they're also the losing ones. JFK's brain, which is real. The good ones have been burned. They lost JFK's brain, uh, who uh, which was penetrated by a magic bullet. Uh, the <clears throat> uh, there's, there's just, there are some crazy supporting performances. I mean, you 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 mentioned it like. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Kevin Bacon in his like two or three scenes is just like uh, the most uh, faggy individual. Uh, <laughs> you can say that. I can. And yeah, can. Uh, Joe Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci is insane. <laughs> so fucking insane. 
<laughs> best role of his career. Oh, yeah, and and John Candy as well. John Candy. Oh my God. Some, John Candy. Uh, Jive Talkins. Cool Daddy. Daddy. Sweaty Daddy. with sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, I mean, just just and and this is one of those. Um, oh, oh, one more person to mention. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, we have not had an opportunity to talk about this man in a while since we stopped doing our Sapphire Tales podcast. Uh, but John Larroquette is in this film. Um, and uh, John Larroquette, watch. Uh, John Larroquette is still with us. Still oh, thank God, John. Glad you did that, Javon. I was worried there. Um, just going through this cast. This is one of those uh, big six degrees of separation uh, movies where. And you Karen, got Kevin Bacon right in there. So. Kevin Bacon. Uh, I mean, according to Wikipedia, and you know how uh, verified. He's in the movie, yeah. According okay. to Wikipedia. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, he's second build underneath Kevin Costner. <laughs> Which okay, sure. Hey, he makes a big impact in that one scene. Yes. Yeah, but it, it's a lot of one scene great performances from uh, like twenty like great character actors. Uh, I, I'll, I'll list off some of them. Okay. Laurie Metcalf, Gary Oldman, uh, Cece Spacek, Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Ed Asner, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Wayne Knight, <laughs> Wayne Knight uh, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio for like 30 seconds. Um, yeah. Oh, I missed him. Yeah. And and Martin Sheen as the narrator. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And uh, uh, Kevin Costner plays Jim Garrison. Jim Garrison himself, because this is a real person who existed. Uh, he plays uh, Earl Warren, the uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, oh, shit. from the Warren Report, the Warren Commission. So he's in one scene saying, oh, yeah, Jim Garrison's in he's, he's got no, no, no facts here. So hey, funny enough, yeah, Jim Garrison himself is playing uh, Warren. Uh, what is this Why movie? Why would he say that about himself? <laughs> Why would he agree to that role? <laughs> did, did he not know that there? <laughs> uh, okay, the movie itself, it's it's wild. Uh, it's it's this was controversial from the starts, from the making of it. I I, I did some research, not not a lot, because I didn't want to dig too deep. Because there's a there's a lot going on here. Uh, the, w- we could have spent the next three hours talking about JFK, honestly. Um, but. Briefly, Oliver Stone, uh, he got this book written by Jim Garrison um, uh, at, at like a film festival in, I think, Cuba. And they were like, hey, uh, Oliver Stone likes conspiracy theories. Give him this book and he'll make a movie of it. And he did. He made the actors sign NDAs and didn't out- outwardly say he was making a JFK movie. He called it like Project X as they were making it. Uh, but then, like, uh, the trades got a hold of the scripts. There was a big controversy, of course. The movie was released. It got all the acclaim Oscar nominations. Uh, I think it won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was close to getting, I, I'm assuming, the Best Picture Award. But then, you know, Science of the Lambs came in, swooped in, got the Oscar. But imagine if this got Best Picture. I mean, even so, it made an impact. Like, it, it, without having one best picture, it, it's still a, it made a huge impact on society because it did really change the opinion of people and say, hey, something's fishy here. Like, it, it, all everything that's said in this movie laid out, you know, a scenario where, yes, the government uh, was in on it. 
on the assassination of JFK. Um, and, and there were like poll numbers that came out that said, because of this movie, more people thought there's something fishy going on. Um, so that's where we are uh, it, as a society. It, it's, it definitely feels as a, as a, like a way, like a super, I mean, all of the movie is dialogue and telling you things um, that's uh, like supposedly telling other characters, but they're really talking to you, the audience trying to incept this into your mind. Um, uh, yeah, it feels like a very educational film. It's just like extremely well-made, yeah, uh, compellingly made. I think, you know, I, I'll say this about it. It does a fantastic job at what it's trying to do. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was reading articles about, uh, fact checkers going through the movie. Right. And at least two articles I pulled up said, uh, yeah, like a lot of people were fooled by it including me, the author of this article. <laughs> like, and, and even me, mm-hmm. Marcelo Pico, I was watching it and I go, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, the CIA did kill JFK. Uh, or very specifically, in the way that this movie, you know, yeah, uh, says, you know, uh, 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 Lee Harvey Oswald was a patsy. There were like two other shooters, at least. And, and all, all these details in the movie, like it's, and I think this is why I think it's a great movie. It succeeds in putting out this information and enthralling you and, and becoming engrossing and saying, this is what it is. And you fall for it. I, and like you should with any movie, you, you accept it as truth as you watch it. But then when you step away from it, like I did this afternoon after watching the movie, I go, wait a second, I got to look into this. And even after watching the movie, as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this makes sense. This is all, you know, this, this, this is concrete here. I know Oliver Stone is, has, is basing this on fact. He has to be. Eh, not really. I think Stone himself has said this is like a hyper fiction or like a, a I forget exactly what he said. Like, um, hyper, uh, here it is. he says it's a fictional myth. It's a counter myth to the Warren Commission's uh, uh, myth. So in his own way, he built his own sort of like defense, or not defense, uh, uh, contradiction to the Warren Commission, saying if they want to put out those lies, then I can put out my own sort of counter to that and also make up some stuff, but also ingrain it in some reality. Because there are some things, I think, in the movie that make sense. Other things you can poke holes in. This is why it's fascinating, because my brain has just been dipped in conspiracy theory, and it's hard to get out. So that's where I am with JFK. I think this is a brilliant movie. I think this is a well-edited movie, sure. But, mm. oh boy, can you uh, poke holes in this? Yeah, anything specific? Let's get into or, it. Uh, Let's get into okay. it. Because okay. I, I have notes here, if you if you want to dig into it. so Three shooters, uh, behind the fence, uh... Okay, Why didn't so, he take the shot on the main way? Uh, could he have made a? Was the was the rifle really that shitty and inaccurate? Where was John, uh, J, uh, Jesus, uh, the shooter Lee Harvey? Was he was he seen in these places and in, in this time? And like, did the time add up? Blah blah blah. It's a Pruder film. How much did that prove? Yeah, I I have one uh, excerpt here from. Are the gays really behind it all? 
There, there's an article from a I'm messy pull up. Tri- a trio of messy gays. Did they, did they really pull all this? Well, uh, I'll, I'll get into that. Uh, so there's an article from 2021 uh, around the release of Oliver Stone's uh, JFK Revisited, which I don't know if you know about Siobhan, but he basically made a sequel documentary to JFK, Oliver Stone. Yeah, I was going to ask if you'd seen it. No, I have not seen it. I it, it, Again, if we were going to make this three hours of JFK talk, I would have seen it. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. But when that was released, uh, there's there were a lot of articles sort of going back to JFK, the movie, um, and saying, you know, uh, uh, where's you know what truth is in that movie? And this article by Tom Forty for The Telegraph kind of goes into that, and I'll pull up what I looked up. Did you check uh, Tom Forty's uh, credentials? <laughs> well, does he live at one Pennsylvania Avenue? <laughs> I think he is uh, uh, an expert. Um, uh, hold on, an expert at lying to the American <laughs> public. I don't have his credentials here, but this is what he says. Okay, <laughs> Garrison, Jim Garrison, played by Kevin Costner, the real Garrison, claimed that Shaw, Ferry, and Oswald. The, the three gays, as, as you call them, Siobhan, had conspired to shoot Kennedy as part of, and he quotes, Garrison says this, homosexual thrill kill. <laughs> now, Jim Garrison, uh, when he wrote the book uh, detailing his case uh, against Shaw, played by Tom Lee Jones, uh, Shaw being uh, 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 supposedly one of the masterminds behind the JFK assassination, when he released the book in the '80s, at this point his he his reputation had diminished because he lost the case, as seen in the movie. Uh, Shaw was acquitted, so he wrote this book, sort of like saying, you know, here's the case in full. Uh, and but people still didn't buy it. They thought he was kind of a loon. He was, he was uh, they, and he was shopping it around to different publishers, and he finally got it published. And then finally, you know, Oliver Stone got a hold of it, and he goes, "Yeah, this guy, this guy knows what he's talking about." So Garrison, not the sort of heroic, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of patriot, uh, you know, moral eagle that this movie paints him out to be. Apparently, according to sources, he was kind of an asshole, which you kind of see in the movie. You kind of see him as an asshole. Yeah, yeah. but they also portray him as kind of like the acceptable movie type of asshole, which is like he's uh, in the pursuit of truth. He has let his family life crumble. But, you know, all that to say is that Garrison at this point was seen as kind of just a guy who was making things up, some of it anyway. Uh, So here's... So all, all that to say, yeah, again, this movie is based on the book written by Jim Garrison and Jim Garrison's, uh, uh, you know, truth in quotes, you can poke holes in it like this. So there are a lot of theories. Uh, here are the theories that JFK, the movie puts out. Uh, Oswald was framed for murder for the, the policeman JD Tippett. Uh, there's a famous photograph of Oswald holding a rifle that was faked. Uh, witnesses at the plaza heard six shots, not three. Uh, there were suspicious men at the Gracie Knoll. Expert sh- uh, shooters couldn't replicate uh, Oswald's three shots. So those were the points made in JFK, the movie, right? But here are the counter arguments for that. Ten witnesses put Oswald on the seat of Tippett's murder. 
uh, Oswald was actually a sharpshooter. One of the experts uh, who tried to replicate Oswald's shots did replicate it and improved on Oswald's shots. One person at the plaza claimed to hear six shots. 136 people heard three. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so th- uh, that that one kind of stuck to me. Where it said, "Sure, in the movie, there's a lot made about one woman saying I heard six shots, and somebody was saying, no, 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 you heard three. Apparently, there were 136 people who did hear three shots, mm-hmm. and that's not in the movie. So yeah, so again, it's 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 sort of like the 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 uh, the things Stone and Garrison wanted to put forth." You know, were like selective truths, whereas you know, uh, in the movie, a lot was made about how Oswald couldn't pull off those three shots in that time frame, and said in the movie, uh, they said, you know, there are these expert, expert shooters who tried to replicate it and couldn't. Apparently, there was an expert shooter who did replicate it and who did improve on Oswald shots too. It, it, it could have been done by one shooter. How do you feel about that? As I look through the other notes, Siobhan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't change too much, in my opinion. I, I you know, I you know, reading this where it sort of like goes into the the the, the counter arguments to, to JFK the movie. This does not change my opinion of the movie. I think it's expertly made. Um, uh, because okay, I'll say this. I think there are some solid things in JFK where I've always thought, as I think a lot of people do, that yeah, there's something going on with JFK uh, in terms of who actually pulled the trigger you know shadowy forces the government the cia um and it says here in the same article just because oswald was the only shooter doesn't mean there wasn't some small scale conspiracy to put him up to it uh i think this is mentioned in the movie uh this article goes i think there are legitimate concerns about influence like where did oswald or who did oswald meet uh, in in Mexico City, weeks before the assassination, nobody knows. Uh, and it says here, if we if we ever did know who he met in Mexico City before the, the assassination, we'd know more about this potential cover up. So yeah, uh, I think it asks big questions, JFK, and it might take liberties with some of the truth, but I think it needs to be said <laughs> because there is yeah. there are a lot of things that we don't know. That's in general something that's like. I'm telling you as point blank as this, like the government is bullshit. The, yeah. the government is worth uh, hold, uh, uh, not believing 100% of the time and to use skepticism. Uh, you know, like I, uh, at some of the information you're told, just at, at a macro level. Um, now, of course, that leads to people thinking they are smarter than they are. Yeah, and uh, hating, you know, thinking they don't need vaccines and stuff like that, but uh, it doesn't have to mean that. <laughs> like, uh, that's not necessarily the way to go with it. I don't think, but you know, good movie. <laughs> it is I, lessons I, to be learned. I I I want to I want to say that again. It is a good movie. Uh, we can talk more about the editing because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, uh, yeah, to, to make a three and a half hour movie uh, constantly engaging uh, that, 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 uh, that is entirely um, uh, just conversations between people uh, and exposition 
expositional conversations at that. Um, that's a, that is a feat. That is a hell of a feat. Yeah. And that montage at the beginning of the movie where like it leads uh, up to JFK's assassination and we see like newsreel footage and yeah. uh, Martin Sheen is narrating it. Like all of that is, it just gets into it. Like it, because it has that documentary feel though. The whole film feels like a documentary uh, told narratively, but that opening really sets the mood. It's like, here's how fast paced is going to be. Here's how like reliant on, re- you know, real events this is going to be. And it does an expert job of like setting the scene. I love that montage. It feels like it moves at a blistering pace. The film, yeah. Which is uh, uh, great. It's, it's an amazingly edited movie. It's, I'm glad we saw this for, for this show. Um, I'm glad you made me watch it. Uh, yeah, I forced you yeah. at gunpoint, like the like your choice. Yeah, I forced you to do it, like the CIA forced Lee Harvey Oswald to, you know, be a patsy for the government. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, we did this last time. Uh, what is uh, if you had to give this uh, film one any one other award, what would it have been? Ah, good question. Um, let me see. Let me go through my notes. Uh, going back to what it was nominated for uh, picture directing supporting actor screenplay score oh score I love that score by John Williams it it doesn't feel conventionally like a John Williams score Um, not to say his films are kind of the same uh, but he kind of uses the same sort of instruments melodies uh it kind of blends together when he works with spielberg sometimes not in a bad way i mean he's one of the best ever but here it's distinct and it doesn't feel like a traditional john williams score at times i don't i i really dig it i I mentioned it before the 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 block uh the stick on the block that little noise i don't know what that instrument is i love that it's like a little metronome as as it like as as we race through all this uh, all these monologues, it's just a nice little undertow of of, of, of making this more high uh, high paced, fast paced. Cool. Um, what about you? Was same was question. Kevin Spacey nominated? Wait, was Kevin Spacey nominated? Yeah. Kevin Spacey? Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, he won. He won. He won twice. He won for the ju- the Usual Suspects and um, American Beauty. Was Kevin Costner nominated? He was not nominated. Uh, wow, that's surprising. So, look, I was going to say score as well. Yeah, but since he I stole said it, it, I will. I want to. I want to say Kevin Spacey. Um, you want to say Kevin Spacey, but you. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Uh, but but you but you should say Kevin Costner. Yeah, I, uh, and Kevin Costner, I I, I would uh, I'd say him. Uh, he was phenomenal. Uh, he was he remained compelling the entire time to watch and follow his uh, monologuing at the end of the film uh, in the courthouse, uh, basically recapping all of the information we have already learned. Uh, at a real like rapid fire pace it is just so well delivered. Um, I, so I want to go back to what I said before. I'm looking through the golden globes nominations for this and wins. Uh, I said incorrectly that this one for best picture drama, it was Oliver Stone who won for best director. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, and Kevin Costner was nominated 
at the Golden Globes for Best Actor Drama. So he, he got he got a nomination at the Globes. Um, but no nomination for JFK for Costner. I I agree. He's he's very good in in this. Uh, he, I I my theory is people watching this were like, oh, this is just another Kevin Costner movie where he's the lead and he's like the righteous hero, similar to like The Untouchables, which I think is yeah. great in that too. Um, but there but there's nuance. I, we said earlier like. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is where you see him be an asshole to his his um, his his team, where Michael Worker says, kind of like what some people should be saying. It's like this is bullshit. You're insane. Like you're saying some ridiculous things. You're saying LBJ killed JFK. You're saying the CIA is in on it. I'm out of here. And uh, Kevin Costner's other team member, he's like, um, yeah, he's crazy. If you want him back, I'm out of here. Costner goes, get out of here. <laughs> like. It, it, it Costner, I think, plays with sort of being this. He becomes an obsessive, like with his friends and his family, about this subject. Um, yet he finds himself being the the moral right, right? But at what cost? Uh, I think he, like he plays that really well. Yeah, he's got a real uh, Atticus Finch quality to him. Yeah, uh, um, I'll quickly go through who were the best actor nominees this year at the Oscars. Of course, Hopkins won. Uh, also nominated Warren Beatty and Bugsy, Robert De Niro and Cape Fear, Nick Nolte and Prince of Tides, and Robin Williams in The Fisher King. Yeah, I'm ah, sure yeah. he beats a few of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, JFK, the movie. Any final thoughts? I have one final thought I want to bring up. Uh, I just want to say it's other. It's the, We're talking about the best editing. It's other uh, uh, contenders in that, that, oh, that yeah. beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Commitments, which I had not heard of. Um, Silence of the Lambs, Terminator 2, Vengeance Day. Or and, uh, you, you say Vengeance Day, but you mean Judgment Day, right? Vengeance Day <laughs> uh, was its original title. <laughs> and Thelma and Luis. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I go JFK all the way. I tried to watch The Commitments before this, but it wasn't available anymore. Uh, uh, I do want to see it, though. It sounds really cool. Irish rock band punk thingy doing mm. so what's your other point there my favorite I think cut in the movie is like in the final monologue trial scene where Karen Costner is just laying out the entire case of the magic bullet uh, you see there's a close-up of him holding like uh, the untouched bullet that apparently was the bullet that went through like two people in like seven different ways and it was like uh, undamaged. And then there's a cut. This is a smash cut to him holding a bullet that was uh, shot through an actual body, and it looked like you know, like you think a used bullet will look like. And that like shot of like a distinct like here's a normal bullet, here's the magic bullet, here's the real bullet. Like it's quick, it's fast, but it gets to the point of what's happening in the scene. It's like here is fiction, here's reality, in one shot. Um, I love that stuff. All right. That's JFK. Um, Best film editing winner at the that Oscars. Is JFK. I am a little, I'm sorry about this, but I'm a little curious about your Oliver Stone thoughts. Oh, yeah, I can get into that. Uh, I'm going to pull up Oliver Stone's filmography. Because, to yeah. be honest, I, I'm kind of blanking on Stone. So, 
I will say in in my so the films that I have seen, uh, we're gonna go from the back to the front. Uh, back born on the fourth and to the front. Back born on the f- and to the front. Born on the fourth of July, I think is pretty good. Um, JFK, I think is great. Natural Born Killers is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, uh, I saw World Trade Center in the movie theater as a child. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a passable movie, I guess, as is W. Uh, but I, I would not say there's anything remarkable about either. And, uh, I'm sure there's a lot to shit on, on both of them. Mm-hmm. And those are the films I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so as for me, I've seen, I guess a lot more, uh, uh, uh I'm sure you have stone, uh, than I realized. So I like Platoon. I I I cannot recall a lot that happened in that movie though. Um, not a memorable we movie. You can recall what happened after the movie when it went to the Oscars and won the Best Picture award. Yeah, Platoon Best Picture winner. Uh, also Best Director winner Stone. Um, so yeah, good movie I guess. Uh, Wall Street. Also, same feeling. I'm like, eh, I, I've seen it. I remember liking it. Can't recall anything about it. Uh, have not seen Born on the Fourth of July. That's a big blind spot for me. Um, have not seen... I've only seen some of the, the Doors. I don't remember liking it. Love JFK. Um, I, I saw Natural Born Killers 20 years ago. Another one I cannot recall. I need to rewatch that. Oh, I, yeah, you... Do you do? Yeah, I think you do. I I've seen Nixon, uh, re- semi recently, I think, and I like a lot about that movie. It it features Hopkins in a sweaty Nixon performance. I think he sells the sort of twisted, uh, also like conspiracy ridden, you know, uh, character of Nixon. Um, I think it's good performance. I I, th- I like the movie. Nixon's good. Uh, have not seen New Turn, have not seen Any Given Sunday, have not seen Alexander, have not seen World Trade Center. I like W. I it's it's a weird fucking movie. Uh, uh, I I remember before the movie came out, Oliver Stone was like, "Oh, it's 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 apolitical. It's 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 me being uh, unbiased and presenting presenting to you George W. Bush as he is." That's like the biggest leftist movie. <laughs> it's, it paint it paints George W. Bush rightfully as like a huge dummy. So I I like it. Money never sleeps. More like I slept through that movie. No good. No. Uh, never seen Savages. Snowden. More like Snoozden. Yeah, no good. Uh, have oh, not yeah, seen. I've seen a bit of that. It does suck. Have not seen JFK Revisited. Have not seen. A documentary he did called Nuclear How. Oh, sorry, Nuclear Now, uh, which is a movie that argues that nuclear energy is a solution needed to fight climate change. Good for him. Did you ha- did, did you even know that existed? It came nope. out last year. Not till <laughs> I just read it. Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, so that uh, the one final piece of Oliver Stone talk. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I told you I busted out this big box you set busted. to. Uh, yeah to uh, watch JFK. Um, I have the first half of the box set in here in the room with me. The other half is a later period. 
Um, this is 1986 to 1991. I think the other one is 92 to 2000 something. Right. Early, early 2000. Um, so Marcelo, uh, we've got six other movies in here. I'm going to, you're going to give me, I have not seen any, oh wait, I've seen, I've seen one of them. Uh, so we've got five other movies in here. I'm going to tell, you're going to tell me which one to watch by next week. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I've seen born on the 4th of July and I have now seen JFK. So those are out. Should I watch Salvador platoon wall street talk radio or the doors? (sighs) Siobhan, we're doing an awards season podcast. Uh, Yeah. So I think these have awards. Don't two of these have awards. Doesn't wall street have an award too? Wall Street does have an award. Uh, Wall Street has Best Actor. Yeah, so you could be saying two things right now. Which one are you going with? And also Salvador, as you know, quick search here, it was nominated for two Oscars. Wow. For for Best Lead Actor, James Woods, and for Best Screenplay. Um. By the way, Salvador stars James Woods, Jim Belushi. Uh, and a bunch of other people I don't know, so that'd be interesting Both to watch. Both psychos in their own right, but good yeah. actors. True, true psychopaths. Uh, Platoon, that's a Best Picture winner. It won for picture, director, sound, and film editing. Hey, you gotta go Platoon, buddy. It won film editing. Oh, that is it's kismet. It, it won film editing. So I mean, we 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 could have talked about that for you know forty minutes. Um, but we chose not to. It, it, okay, look, it won. Here's the full list: picture, director, editing, sound. It was nominated for supporting actor, Tom uh, Bert. What's his name? Bergeron. Bert Bergeron. <laughs> Tom Bergeron. <laughs> it's not Tom Bergeron. The 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 host of Dancing with the Stars, former host. Tom Bert Hollywood Squares. Tom Ber- <laughs> yeah, Tom Bergeron is in Platoon. Did you not know that? <laughs> Tom Berenger. Berenger. Yes, sorry. I, I got lost there. Tom Berenger. <clears throat> William Defoe, aforementioned. Yeah, uh, also, that, that was one of his supporting actor nominations. I yeah. yeah. Robert Richardson was nominated for Best Cinematographer. Uh, he won for JFK. So, yeah, you know, it, it's the simple pick, but watch Platoon. Platoon. All right. I'll see it by next week. All right. Cool. And report back. Uh, you can give me homework, but w- will I watch it by next week? We'll find out next week. Okay. <laughs> you, you have the option in this episode to give me one piece of homework. You don't have to, you don't have to give it to me now. I'll just by the, it. by the end of the episode. Okay. So Siobhan's watching Platoon. We already get homework on this show. I'm not going to do that to you. Right. Thank you. Um, all right. Next. We, I can't believe this Next is Next order be, of business. It's going to be uh, an, another two and a half hour episode. I'm just This so is the fun. best so editing fun. awards yeah. episode. So we got to talk about it. Our favorites. It's the best editing of the year from us, from, from, from the two of us. What we think is the best edited films of the film the year of the year twenty twenty three. Okay, so last episode we went back and forth. I think we should just do just 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 list them and then talk about them. Uh, I'll list my five. You list your five. Okay. Uh, 
Just okay. just to cut things down. This, okay. is, this is long. All right, just just give me a break. All right, please, please. Uh, all right, this is tough for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. Right now, I have uh, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, never mind. I thought this was gonna be hard, but I have five. <laughs> I thought I had six. I only have five. I don't have uh, honorable mentions. I don't have also rands. Just the five. So here we go. My five best film editing picks for the year 2023 number five and this kind of goes in no order except for number one really number five the killer um i i wrote down here i lied about the killer only getting one mention in my top 10 lists or in my top lists for this season i said that last you episode are a liar i'm a liar i think the killer is going to come back a Known few times liar marcella pico yeah uh, so the killer editing, fantastic. Uh, it's 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 slick. It's Fincher. He knows how to cut a picture. Him and his editor, Kirk Baxter. Uh, number four, Blackberry. Uh, wow. I I love this goddamn movie. The more I think about it, I've only seen it once. I need to see it again. But thinking about the best editing of the year, I went through like my my top list uh, of like my favorite movies of the year. And I had to pick this because I feel like it is the best. It's one of my favorite comedies of the year, and I think it it it, uh, it works because of the editing in the best way. This might seem like a slight, but in the best way, it feels like an episode of like The Office <laughs> in the way it's shot. Like it's sort of like documentary style, and I think it it it, it exceeds because of the performances, but also because it's just so well written and uh, the editing. Like going from the reactions to people, um, cutting into the dialogue. Uh, the editing really holds it up. So love the editing of Blackberry. Love Blackberry in general. So that's number number four. Number three, Oppenheimer, of course. Jennifer Lame. As I was watching JFK, I I had thoughts of Oppenheimer. I think once you watch Oppenheimer, Siobhan, you'll you'll be like, oh, influenced by JFK. In uh, how it like, you know, goes back and forward in time. Also, the black and white cutscenes, uh, how fast paced it is for a three-hour movie. I think Jennifer Lame does an incredible job uh, with Oppenheimer. Number two, of course, gotta 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 mention her, Thelma Schoonmaker, Killers of the Flower Moon. Another three-hour movie, like three-hour and twenty-minute movie. Uh, yet it's it feels brisk. It, it it doesn't feel too long. Cause Thelma's doing what Thelma does. Uh, she makes a Scorsese movie. It's a Scorsese movie. So gotta mention Colors of the Fly Moon. Finally, number one. No surprise. Get I mean get used to this, folks. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Uh, somebody named Mary Ann Bernard edited this. Uh, uh, she does a great job. Um, uh, Not a Soderbergh edited. No, well, interesting. I, I'm kidding. Marianne Bernard is the pseudonym Soderbergh uses. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, Marianne Bernard is Soderbergh's mom, so he he uses his mom's pseudonym when he edits, and when he's the cinematographer, he uses his dad, um, Peter Andrews. So, anyway, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I talked about this last week. When I talked about some Hayek, ah, my favorite movie of the year, 
uh, in particular, the final dance, the final like stage show, like all of that, beautiful, uh, well shot, well edited, magnificent. Um, Soderbergh, one of the best in the business. I had to put him at the top of my list because that's who I am. All right, so those are my picks for best film editing of the year. Uh, great, great list, Marcel. Thank you. Uh, my list number five: Asteroid City. Uh, bouncy fun movie uh, 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 well edited number four <laughs> Saint Omer uh, I uh, brought this up last week um, for best supporting actress um, for uh, Goose Lagi. but yeah it, 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 the editing really enhances her performance it knows it, there are long uh, 20 minute 15 minute 10 minute uh, court scenes uh, throughout the film and it manages to keep them um, engaging, and it knows exactly when to cut away and which person to focus on uh, in the scenes. And the uh, the, way, the way the film opens uh, with this beautiful shot of a woman walking on the beach with her baby, and you later learn how horrifying it is, the, the, the amount of time it lingers on that shot... Um, I think it's just perfectly timed, everything. Uh, the Killer is my number three. Hey! With everything Marcelo said. Uh, my number one and two. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna mention them together. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, The Outwaters. Oh, okay. And... Wait, but, but before you say number one, which I already know what it is, this, this is gonna yeah. be my honorable mention if, if I think you're gonna say what you think you're gonna say. So go ahead. Yeah, I... I am. Number one, it's Skin Rank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so both of these films, very unconventional horror films. Uh, very, uh, and to, to me, they both feel of a kind of, uh, like, maybe new sort of era of horror. Um, moving moving past, like, the what the last, like, eight years have been, which is, like, the a little bit more influenced by Jordan Peele. These are a lot more experimental and weird films. Uh, the Outwaters, I don't want to say too much because I know you haven't seen it yet, Marcelo, but like yeah. <clears throat> The Outwaters plays with what you can and can't see uh, just br- brilliantly. It is a film that wants to disorient you, and it absolutely achieves that fact. And so do, and the cinema, uh, skin rink does the exact same thing, but they do it in two different ways. Uh, outwaters is by, um, uh, fast cuts and not ever letting you, um, really know what you're seeing. And then skin rink is a lot slower, um, slower cuts, weird picture choices that, uh, are completely unsatisfying and bizarre and make you question everything. But both, both of them do achieve that in two different ways. And both are very, uh, very, very successful at, uh, doing it. Um, I, 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 I cannot fathom how skin Marink was filmed. Um, like you, you probably spent like six hours telling kids to kind of walk around in the dark and then he spent the next day, like, just filming different sections of a house in the dark and then just composing shot choices. <laughs> like, that's how it feels the entire movie was made. Uh, and then the Outwaters is just have a guy run around in the desert for 
a couple hours and we'll turn that into a thing. It's, uh, yeah, both, both terrifying, both, uh, uh, completely unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Both come to the same type of conclusion, but in totally different ways. Um, but both just as masterful. Yeah, good picks, by the way, Siobhan, honestly, because I had that in mind. I had Skin Marink in my head before recording. I go, oh, I got to write that down. I did not write it down. I forgot about it until you mentioned it. So, yeah, that's my big honorable mention. Okay. Skin Marink. I'm. There's. The, 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 the decision to cut away from things when that movie does, I think it's brilliant. I think it's why the movie works. It's it 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 unsettles you in what it shows you and what it doesn't show you, um, and the editing uh, is a big reason why. You know, um, it's so horrifying. Uh, and and I should also say, screw all those people who hated it by the end, especially my screening who were like laughing at it in the in the lobby at the end. Um, I have to imagine that was like every screening of the damn movie. Yeah. Other yeah. than like a premiere. Yeah. But, uh, but whatever. I mean, we both got Future it. Future screenings probably won't be that way. You yeah. Know what I mean, let's hope so. Uh, we're, 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 we're two skin Marink fans here on the podcast. So, yeah. uh, I, I, maybe that'll, maybe that'll get mentioned later in, in the series. Um, I, I, I was wondering, like, I, I haven't thought too far ahead, but I, I when I start when I thought of both of those films for this, I'm like, is there any chance they'll show up anywhere else? I, I'm, I'm 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 unsure. I'm unsure. <clears throat> I mean, looking at my top ten list of the year, I'll say one of those movies is still in my top ten list, and it's the one I've watched. <laughs> okay, it's Skinner Rank. <laughs> well, Marcel, you wanted me to give you homework. Oh, okay. I hey, Siobhan, this would be easy for me because I own the Outwaters on Blu-ray. Right. Hey, so there we go. I'll watch it. I'll watch the Outwaters. How about that? Thank you. Okay, done and done. We have two more goddamn segments on the show. Let's get through them. Um, okay, the Discord. <clears throat> the Discord. You can you can join our lovely community on our Discord. Um, you can go to talkfilmsociety.com slash discord or reach out to us. We can get you a link. And, uh, I asked of the discord in our awards specific talking channel. I asked, Hey guys, uh, um, what's up? Uh, can you give me your five most favorite editings movies of the year this year? Um, and I got, a couple few answers. Hell yeah. So let's yeah. go through them. Jay McMillan comes to us with his, uh, humbly comes to us with his, what comes to us with his humble pick. He comes to us. He come he comes to us. Uh all dirt roads taste of salt. Marcelo, you got anything? It's on my radar. I, I know Oppenheimer. <sighs> okay, keep going. Killers of the Flower Moon. Poor things, Marcella. Uh, poor things was an option for me, uh, uh, but I chose not to list it. Um, Still, a yeah. Michael J. Fox movie. Uh, I need to see that. It's on Apple TV Plus, I think. So, is it like about him, or is it directed by him? It's uh, a documentary about him. A documentary and about him. his uh, illness. Yeah, I, I haven't heard much about him talking about that, so uh, that'll be interesting to, talk, to hear. Finally, uh, Noah Thompson uh, <laughs> presents to us very humbly uh, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Holdovers, Knock at the Cabin, 
uh, which I appreciate. Um, I do love that movie. Um, but, uh, it didn't come up in my thoughts of, uh, when I saw the best editing and Bo is afraid. All right. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Noah. Um, by the way, thank you, Jay. I, I didn't say that. Uh, I should mention Bo. I think I mentioned this previous, uh, Bo is afraid, uh, has, has dissolved. The memory of it has dissolved in my head. Um, so I may need to rewatch it before the end of the year to, to give like a final think- assessment of it. I think you said you were going to do that or like you were thinking of doing that last week, but then it was like three and a half hours long. It is. It's a, not to do it. it's a three hour movie. Uh, yeah. So it'll be, if I do it, it'll be, you know, not, not anytime soon. It, it took me three <laughs> days to watch JFK for God's sakes. <laughs> right. I got through two hours of that um, in one sitting and then I came back to it later in the day. Yeah. Um, ben Miller comes to us very humbly to present uh, Spider-Verse. Um, of course, I think he's referring to um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. But mm-hmm. thank you, Ben. Be thank more you, clear ben. next time, Discord users, or we will throw out your votes. <laughs> and you are voting. He also says Oppenheimer. Um, past Lives. Marcelo, you love that. Good movie. Great movie. Anatomy of a Fall. This motherfucker's seen it. Oh, well, you've seen that one. I was I, thinking of the other one. I was thinking of uh, the Zone of Interest. German Zone of Interest, yeah. yeah. John Wick Chapter 4, which uh, was in my honorable mentions. But since you didn't get to say any, I didn't say any. Oh, well, I you know, let's let's stop here and say, yeah. uh, Siobhan, your honorable mentions. Just, I'll, just, I'll just talk about John Wick Chapter 4. Yeah, it it is another... It, it's not that it's not that differently edited than any of the previous films, but why fix what's not broken? It's uh, perf- it's perfectly uh, edited action. Like uh, every yeah. every gunshot feels like it hits uh, like a truck. Uh, every time he gets hit by a truck, it feels like he gets hit like a truck. Um, <laughs> the overhead sequence with the fucking god damn, it's so well edited. Oh, oh uh, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, his uh, his run through Paris, uh, and they keep cutting back to the radio DJ. Yeah, um, and uh, her, yeah, uh, uh, the, the the cutting in the Paris segment is really truly phenomenal stuff, and like how they have so many like w- long takes for action films, um, uh, presented so beautifully, and the 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 cuts of the uh, of the, uh, the 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 stairs sequence where he falls down the stairs, the endless stairs. I, I love that. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I have to yeah. shout that out. Also, the the colors super pop in this movie. Is that something to do with editing? <laughs> the colors, it, right? Popping? No, you're thinking yeah. of cinematography. Well, there's like there's like color coloration or whatever the fuck. Like, well, post- uh, I guess that like it doesn't nod. I guess you're right. I guess that has something to do with editing. It just I just never think of it. I think of the cuts. Uh, but I know. I, I, know. I think you're right. Like I think editing includes post, like the uh, whatever whatever visuals you put on top of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best maybe, editing. Oh, sorry. Or maybe you put that in visual effects. I don't know. I don't know. These are honest questions. That's a I don't know. great question. Yeah. Uh, um. By the way, uh, thanks, Ben Miller, webs- for the picks. Uh, yeah, thanks to Ben Miller. Uh, friend of the website, um, uh, very com- uh, uh, Sam shot first. He comes to us very humbly to present uh, best editing. 
um, his choices. Oppenheimer, um, Across the Spider-Verse. Of course, I think he means Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, how hard is it to to type out Spider-Man? Come on. Yeah, I I don't know what these people are fucking doing. Uh, TMNT, uh, Mutant Mayhem. I believe he means Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> Mutant Mayhem. Colon Mutant Mayhem. Colon Mutant Mayhem, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, the this next one has to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, Sam Shaw first, uh, his name's Sam Van Heeren. He used to host a podcast about uh, Keanu oh, Reeves. It's called, yeah. called Keanu, Keanu Believe It. Keanu Believe It. Keanu Believe It, yeah. So he's very biased, um, and he does nominate for best editing, uh, John wick chapter four. Um, hmm. I think, so I think yeah, just taint, you, tainting you gotta, the ballot here. Yeah. You really gotta, you really gotta just use your, use your head. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, the killer is his last pick. And he says, certainly K O T F M. I think he means killers of the flower moon. Yeah. Uh, we'll make it when I see it or night. Another vote for the killer. Or Knights of the Foam Man. I think that's what that means. Knights of the Foam Man, yes. Yeah. Um, Joey. And, b- by the way, thanks, Sam, uh, for those picks. And uh, I was about to say, uh, Joey backs his picks up, says, excellent fucking picks, Sam. Um, please, please, so, no, please no and, cursing in the Discord. Don't, don't curse in there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is allowed, but please do not curse. No. Um, Aaron. My wrestle buddy. What is her profile picture now? She changed it to a wrestler. I'm assuming Jay Uso. Uh, okay, May December. Uh, Salt burn passages. The killer. Oppenheimer. Uh, interesting choices. This is an interesting list. I want to talk about this one more. So, uh, I she gives some commentary here. As much as I think Salt burn is extremely vapid, I do have to give it props to its editing, which I agree. Uh, Saltburn is a favorite of mine. This is me talking. Uh, Marcelo says, Saltburn is a favorite of mine. I understand why it's not getting buzz or more acclaim than it is. I mean, it, Barry Keegan got a Golden Globes nomination, but I think that, uh, Rosamund Pike, too, got a nomination. I have a feeling that's where, where it'll end. But I think Saltburn works. It's it's a weird fucking movie, and I think the editing is is pretty good in that i i didn't shout it out because it's i don't know it didn't really stand out but i i'm glad aaron picked it so I, i'm with her on this yeah she says sometimes it veers into borehap territory but i think it works for the story it's attempting to tell marcella can you tell me what that means I i'm not no very idea. well educated no borehap i'm gonna google that borehap boring happenstance maybe mm. oh yeah probably or maybe she misspelled borat uh, okay, so uh, it says here, uh, first question somebody asks under this says, did Freddie Mercury have children? Who did Freddie Mercury leave his money to? And then a link to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, it is Bo Rap. Bo Rap. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We figured it out. I guess she means because famously... Yeah, okay. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody has uh, abysmal editing. So, in terms of like fast and, cuts, and it won an award. Fuck that movie. Uh, the big award. Um, I agree with Aaron. May December, uh, really good shot choices and stuff. And uh, another vote for the killer. Love to see that. And uh, we are not done. I believe we have one more. 
Uh, not the Who's Tommy. That's uh, Thomas Marinara, host of Double Edge Double Bill. Um, nope. No, he's not the host of that anymore. Former host of Double Edge Double Bill. He is the host of Cinema to the Leather. Letter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Cinema funny. to the Leather is funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's choices for best editing. Asteroid City. Barbie. Past Lives. The Killer. Talk to me. Uh, thank you, Not the Who's Tommy. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Marcelo, you've seen Talk to Me. I'm dying to see it, but I haven't seen it. Talk to Me is a solid horror movie. Uh, I'm glad uh, Thomas here uh, uh, shouted it out. Um, for me, I don't love it as much as other people, but I, I appreciate the love for it. Uh, I think the editing is, is solid. I mean, Oh, no, no. We, we, I was going to say, I feel bad for not shouting out more horror, but hey, we spent a lot of time talking about Skinnerbrink, so there you yeah, go. My, my top two were horror. Yeah, so shut me up. Uh, so shut the fuck up, asshole. Yeah. Um, uh, and now, Marcelo, this is a surprise to you. Oh. I went, huh? I said, ah. Oh. I, on my own, went to another uh, Discord I'm in, where they have a films and TV channel. It is a comedy podcast Discord, so I didn't expect much. This is, uh, I'm a friend of his show. Um, his name's George. His screen name here is, uh, Edgar Allen Iverson, which is funny. Uh, uh, his, uh, podcast, I'm going to shout that out. Uh, best little horror house in Philly. Very good podcast. They get great guests. They also have me on, but they have like legitimate guests, like comedy people and stuff, uh, that are famous. And then they've had me. He says, um, for editing, Oh, yeah, he's a Shin Kamen writer, uh, Blackberry, Asteroid City, The Killer, another killer, and Creed 3. Um, honorable mention, Skin of Marink. And then I also told them, I didn't do this last week, so I also said, hey, if you guys want to give me your uh, best supporting actresses, please do so. Uh, he says uh, his number one is Minami Hamaba, Hamabe uh, in Godzilla Minus One. Oh, and yeah. in Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then Kara Jade Myers in Killers of the Flower Moon. Who's she? I believe she plays uh, one of the sisters uh, to Lily Gladstone's character. Yeah. Uh, Tilda Swinton in Asteroid City. Ah, yeah. I, I can get behind uh, that. that. Yeah. That was a switcheroo. Yeah. Um, Michelle Yeoh in Haunting in Venice. Okay. Uh, which Marcelo and I talked about. Uh, Marcelo does not believe that she gave a good performance in that film. We don't need to get into uh, it. I, I think it's it's a solid movie, and I, I, to me, no performance really stood out. They they're all doing their part. It's fair enough. It's an ensemble, and yeah, I agree. Nobody really stands out. Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon is fun in Barbie. I guess she can make the nomination cut for me, but wouldn't win. Sure. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Kate McKinnon. Fun pick. Barbie, you know, yeah. Whatever. Uh, whatever and that uh wraps up the discords um thank you everybody that did that once again talkfilmsociety.com slash discord come in do good talking about uh the news film uh wrestling video games uh tv uh movies uh, uh kino cinema uh and the awards season and you can you can chime in on your own we'll read anybody's so thank you thank you talkfilmsociety.com slash discord all right, final segment of the show. Let's go. Let's do this. Siobhan, 
Name 20 actors from the movie JFK. Go. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kevin Costner. One. I, I didn't say Spacey. <laughs> uh, gotta, give me, gotta give me an extra point for that, I think. Uh, uh, John Candy. Two. Joe Pesci. Three. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Four. Michael Rooker. Five. Tommy Lee Jones. Six. Donald Sutherland. Seven. Uh, 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 Ronald. Uh, what the fuck? Who's the character? I was going to say the the real life guy since he's in the movie. <laughs> you could say uh, that. I know. I'm trying to think of his name. Oh. Uh, uh, and then, um, God, a million faces I'm seeing, but can't name any of them. Oh, uh, John Larroquette. Yeah, that's eight. Eight. Um, uh, God damn it. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Mary. <laughs> Mary. Uh, Scott. Um, all right. All right. You know what? This bit's over. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, it's fun though. It's really it's fun. fun. I, I had that. I had, the, I was, I was going to pull that trick on you and, and, and you fell into my trap. It's, I, I, I don't think I could do it. I'm not good on the spot. So good effort, but this is the real segment. This is, this is it. The final segment of the show, the gold derby game. All right. Uh, our most beloved segment. The one solo comes to me. He says, Hey, there's this gold derby website. It tracks, uh, various award pundits and experts and, uh, people want to come in and give their opinions on, uh, uh, what are going to win the big awards this season. Uh, they track it, uh, and, uh, there's rankings and stuff that go up and down every week. Uh, and Marcelo likes to, uh, make me play this game where I have to guess who's in the running Yes, for the category of the week. Uh, yeah. So I have, we'll do one through five for best film editing. Number one pick is what this site, uh, says is uh, the, 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 the number one pick to win the Oscar. Um, but remember we're in, we're in, uh, early to mid December. So it's still ways off, but these are the predictions now. On goldderby.com. So, can you guess which five films are in the running? My dude, this is hard as fuck. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a hint. I think we've okay. Number one, Oppenheimer. You got it, Oppenheimer. One, Killers of the Flower Moon. You got number two. Yes. All right, I can knock those two out, and then boom, I'm kinda, boom. You got three, four, and five left. All right. Um, I was gonna say I was gonna give you hints. We've talked. Uh, at least two of these were mentioned already. One, I don't think we mentioned in terms of film editing. Fuck, really? But it is a huge movie. I guess that's a guess. I mean, that's a big hint. Uh, Barbie? Yeah, Barbie's number five. Um, I should not agree with any of that hint. That's not uh, not something I usually do. Uh, I wish I could take it back. Well, uh, if, if that was your hint, it was incorrect because Barbie wasn't mentioned by Tommy. Oh, well, never mind then. Okay. Thanks, um, thanks, Thomas, for those picks, by the way. So, th- okay, so three of them have been mentioned for sure. Well, and then, and then these other two have been mentioned for sure. I just forgot that Barbie okay. was mentioned before. That was the one I was So, thinking. it's tough. Uh, I've got a few I want to say. Probably not Skinnermarink for some reason. Hmm. Um, Skinnermarink even on this list? Give me a second. <laughs> uh, that would be so funny. Uh, 
Nope. John Wick Chapter <laughs> 4 is number 71. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it's got a chance. Um, it's on the list. It's on the list. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm going to say I think one of these movies that I think is foreign is going to be in the running, and it's going to be the can winner, Anatomy of a Fall. Incorrect. Okay, then it's a different foreign movie, Past Lives. Incorrect. The Killer. Incorrect. All right, well, that's my five. Uh, you know what? Guess two Salt more. Burn. No. Guess one more Asteroid time. Asteroid City. No. Okay, you've you've lost. Uh, but you get. I didn't, I didn't think Asteroid City was a stupid guess. No, 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 no. I uh, the holdovers. N- uh, yeah, you finally got it. Holdovers. Number four. <laughs> finally got it. What <laughs> a good dumbass! You finally got there. <laughs> I was gonna say you got three out of five right away, so that's something to be proud of. Uh, uh, take take a wild guess and, and try to think of the the the, the number three because that was four. So Oppenheimer one, Killers two. Honestly, when I first started thinking of this category, the first movie that jumped to my mind um, was Spider Man. Uh, no, that is okay. at number. I should be giving you where these fall. By the way, uh, Spider Man is not on this list, which is insane to me. Huh? Is it a foreign film? No, this final pick is not foreign. It's actually one that I that I talked about at length, like for maybe too long. Uh, and then we talked I about should, it. We talked about the director things. for another long time. The director, okay, Oliver Stone. No, oh, no, just think that before that, this year. The holdovers is the Alexander Payne one, right? Right, but yeah, that that's on here. It's four, but we're thinking number three, and but but yeah, I was thinking a director we've talked a lot about and so on this episode. Is that, Ale- is that Alexander Payne? Okay, um, <clears throat> on this episode, we've talked about a director a lot, and this was um, two hours ago, by the way. Two hours ago. Okay, that's a good that's a good hint because where'd we start out? We started out in the news. We started out with Golden Globes. Yeah, very, uh, this is our new segment. We just recap May December. <laughs> no, not May December. You're so close though. How am I close? Because what's the movie we talked about right after that? Right after May December. Uh, well, that was my one pick of the week. So Marcelo's movie of the week that uh, he saw uh-huh. was uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh, poor things. Poor things. You got it. Look at that. Edited five. by not Yorgos Lanthimos. Five out of five. Five out of five. I got them all in five, <laughs> five picks too. Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, The Holdovers, Barbie. Those are the top five. I'm going to read through the top ten. So six. Maestro, seven, Anatomy of a Fall, eight, Ferrari, nine, American Fiction, ten, our boy, The Killer. Um, okay. Well, that was it. Again. That's it. it, uh, These episodes end sort of anticlimactically. That's a word. But they will end with a fucking bang if I ever get five out of five one time. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit. Uh, I'm, you know, again, this is a learning tool for you, for me, for the audience, for the, for the, for the listeners. I want you to, once we get to the best picture gold derby game, I want you to get all 10 off the bat. 
Just list them. Okay. Bang, 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 bang. You know what? I'm going to extend this episode just another few minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go straight to <laughs> the uh, the Oscar list. No, you're not. Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna do this. You yeah, are not we'll going to do, do this. We're going to do. Are you going to go there just to check if Skin Marinks anywhere? Uh, that'd be fun to do. Uh, is Skin Marink in the Gold Derby list of best pictures anywhere? Uh, scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. No. The, wow. The, the beanie bubble is at 81. <laughs> mm. But Skinner Marink could not place. Let's talk about the best picture race real quick. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to read them to you. Oppenheimer, Barbie. Yeah. Okay. Oppenheimer, Barbie. You got those. Uh, holdovers. Yes. Again, this is Gold Derby. Uh, Jesus, man. I don't, I, I, I'll be, killers I, of the Flower Moon. Yes, Killers. Think of the one movie that you were having a hard time remembering. Poor that things. We yeah, Poor Things. That's, that's the top five right there. You got the top five right away. Uh, air. No, Air's 13. Mm. All of us strangers. Uh, that's 16. Fucking Christ. I know. Uh, I'm in Asteroid City. You told me it doesn't have anything, right? Asteroid City is 26. Yeah. That's weird. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, my last one I'm going to say is Spider-Man. That's 14. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, you got it. Number nine. See? This yeah, is easy. Great. Okay, number six. I'll tell you. Number six, Maestro. Number seven, American Fiction. Number eight, Past Lives. Number nine, Anatomy of a Fall. Number ten, The Color Purple. Oh, The Color Purple. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Uh, See, well, look, folks yeah. were are recording this in early December. We're not insiders. We don't get press screenings and shit, except for Marcella sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen the Ferraris. We haven't seen the color purples. I've we seen, haven't seen. I've seen Ferrari, by the way. Or has Marcella's seen Ferrari. Yeah. We haven't seen. Uh, well, hey, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Iron color purple. Claw, except for Marcella. I saw, I saw Iron Claw. We haven't seen. Uh, I've seen American Fiction. I've seen American Fiction. American Fiction. We haven't seen that George Clooney boat movie. Rebel Moon. We haven't seen that. In all honesty, is that. I. You know what? I'm willing to bet Rebel Moon is going to place in your top ten of the year. That's a good bet. Yeah. That's a good bet. Uh, I, I'm gonna and I'm gonna guess it comes up in at least one other category that has yet to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, that's it. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. I, I don't know what uh, else to say. Uh, uh, dude, thanks. For that listening. was the Oscars for the week. Thank, uh, <laughs> thank you for editing with us. Uh, hey, uh, send us your best film editing picks on Twitter, on Blue Sky, on Instagram. Uh, is there any? Are there any other social media networks? Blockfilmsociety.com slash Discord. Go to Discord. Pop in. It's never too late to just pop in the awards uh, channel and just drop your picks. Never. Okay? Never too late. Talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord. Uh, and also, hey, I, I, I got to mention this. Um, if you've gone this far and you enjoy this show uh, and you want this feed by itself uh, uh, away from the main feed, uh, 
then subscribe over at talkfilmsociety.com slash tfspod tfspod and you'll get a link to the iTunes link, Spotify link, the RSS feed um, and you'll use that in your podcatcher and listen to just these episodes with me and Siobhan and the Oscars for the season, and and uh, I'm 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 gonna add more uh, show uh, more episodes to this feed uh, of of older shows that me and Siobhan have done. Um, oh, I think they're on there already. If you go to the main feed here, uh, you'll listen back to the you'll be able to listen back to the summer series we did and last year's Oscar season. Uh, all of that is on this feed, and then eventually I'll add the rest of the old talk from society. Uh, uh, flagship episodes that I've been doing for almost 10 years now. Uh, so that'll be on that feed. All right, that's it. Just want to shout that out. Siobhan, any last words? Nope. As for me, hey, I see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye.